a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Back Rebels and Imperials to Forest Coast, Coast to Coast. I am Brian. With me, as always, are Liz and Matt. And we are here to talk about the final two episodes of the Book of Boba Fett. Um, the finale aired yesterday. We were recording this the day after it aired. And, you know, usually when, when a show has a season finale or a big episode, you can sort of judge the response, the fan response, by, like, looking on Twitter and seeing what people are saying. And I saw nothing about this. <laughs> I did yeah. not see a single person happy or sad or angry <laughs> or speculating. After two weeks that got people pretty excited, I saw almost nothing about this episode. I don't know if that's <laughs> reflective of how people feel about it or just how how my algorithm works. But I'm interested mm-hmm. to hear what you guys thought of this. Um, Liz, let's start with you. What did you think of the the last I guess we'll start with the last episode. We can kind of work backwards from there. What did you think of the finale of the season? I, I thought the finale was fine. Um, I, I didn't think it was super exciting. I, I thought there were some issues with various parts of the finale. I, also, I thought there were a, a few highlights of the finale as well. Um, but, you know, ultimately I thought it, it was fine. The last scene I, it wasn't even Boba Fett. Um, but you know, right. I feel like that goes along with some of the season itself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Matt, what did you think of the final episode? Uh, it, it was I, I fine is the best way to describe it. it's it uh, the best review I read of the episode and the series in general. I don't remember who it was from, but essentially, it was just like what what did we even watch? Like I don't I don't know. I never really knew what was going to happen. I didn't think it was going to end the way that it did. Um, but then at the end, I figured I don't I don't even care. So it's know. a really weird show, guys. <laughs> it's it's yeah. a really, it really strange show. And yeah. are we are we getting more like happy go lucky Moss Eisley in the future? I don't or Moss Espa. I, I don't I, I don't know. So I, you know, I I have <laughs> I don't know if it's a luxury or a curse that I get to talk about it with you guys as well as review it for Multiversity Comics. So you know, on one hand, I feel like I'm, I repeat myself a lot because I've written mm-hmm. about it, and then I also have to you know talk about it. But I I feel like it also helps me clarify my thoughts a little bit, and I feel like the big lesson I took from this is that. We have been praising, we collectively as Star Wars fans, have been praising Jon Favreau for his work on The Mandalorian and how either Boba Fett is just such a hard character to write a series around or we maybe have to be a little bit worried about Star Wars TV going forward. Um, yeah, I don't... I don't I it's also very weird in to wrap up a, a show about a character and in the final episode have 
a half-ass redemption because really Cad Bane hits it on the head. He's like, oh, you're a pussy now. Cool. And he's like, no, I'm like a begrudging good guy. He's like, no, you kind of suck. Uh, you're trying to be a good guy, but you're just a killer. And he's like, no, I'm not. I'm going to show you by being a killer. And it's like, what? <laughs> and then throw a mango to a Wookiee. Thumbs up. Everybody loves you. Bring back the sheriff. Like, I don't... It, it feels like we're going to have more stories there, but I really just don't want them. And I don't know if that story is going to be Mandalorian moving forward or not. No, I don't think I don't, so. I don't. Like, is Mandalorian season three going to be Moss Espa based? No. God, okay. No. no, I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't so know. It seems like Amy Sedaris is now a main character. <laughs> well, she is. Yes. I, yeah. I, I, I will say I, my friend Benjamin Birdie on Twitter had tweeted that the best thing about Star Wars TV is that it just you can just drop anybody in and they can become a part of it. Like Thundercat is now the the, the hip hop star Thundercat is now part of Star Wars because he's the <laughs> like the the mech guy, right? And so mm-hmm. and Amy Sedaris, like if you had, if you had told me five years ago, Werner Herzog, Amy Sedaris, and Thundercat wow. are going to be <laughs> three stars of Star Wars television, I'd have never believed you. In a million yeah. years, not to mention like Carl Weathers as well. You know, just this, yep. this incredible cast of people. So like, I think it is kind of cool Danny to... Trejo. I would have said yes. I would have yes, been like, Danny, yeah, probably that, that fits. Danny Trejo will eventually be in everything. <laughs> 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 he is just Danny Trejo. Just he he shows up places. Is what he does. Um, Cut the bato. Exactly. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I I hope Danny Trejo should be in more things. And I know yeah. it's almost impossible because the man needs to sleep. But, uh, you know, I feel like he's, uh, yeah. you know, he's, he's the best. Okay. And, but, yeah. So yeah. I, I do have some, some sort of specific questions for you guys. Okay. Um, I, have one, I have one as well. Okay. Uh, well, why don't you start with I'll the question? I'll save it. Matt? I'll save it. No, no, no. no start okay. with it. Okay. Hypothetical. So we also now know that Obi-Wan is coming out. Yes. May the 4th. Oh, wait. No, not May the 4th. May 26th. Because 25th. 25th, there May is a the good 25th reason for that. be with you. There is a good reason for that, though. Why is that? That is the 45th anniversary of A New Hope. Mm. Uh, okay, okay. I guess. I'll give them that. And it's a Wednesday, and they like doing things on Wednesdays. I hate that. I hate the Wednesday releases. Well, I, I, think, <sighs> what, I think what they feel, and th- this is not me speaking for Star Wars, but or for Disney+, Plus rather. Yeah, because they did it with Hawkeye, too. Yeah, I think they feel that if you drop it on a Friday, it doesn't dominate the like online conversation for long enough because people go about mm. and live their lives on Saturdays. Whereas if you do it on a Wednesday, people talk about it Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. and then and then the weekend comes, and then two days later you're back in the conversation. Whereas if you drop yeah. it on Friday, you basically have the internet for Friday, and then you don't have it again till the next Friday. Yeah, I mean it's far better to have it drop on Wednesday not be able to watch it until Friday, but have everything spoiled on Thursday for you by uh, automatic news feed pushes. This is why I get up at 5.30 in the morning <laughs> on Wednesdays to watch my Star Wars TV. Yeah. <laughs> Something I literally so my question, do. <laughs> my question about Obi-Wan, uh-huh. this is also a hope and a dream. Do you think that Cad Bane is in and done or do we think Cad Bane will be in the Obi-Wan series okay so I have a lot of Cad Bane thoughts but I want to hear what Liz says first 
Well, what's the timeline situation? So Cad Bane showed up in the Clone Wars mm -hmm. and seemingly dies here, which is approximately seven years after Return of the Jedi. So possibly Cad dies. That beep was suspicious. Yeah. Oops. Possibly dies. Um but you know, it's uh so I don't know. I Ooh. I would I would say it's very possible that he shows up there as an you know, at beep you know, earlier than this performance. You know, halfway mm -hmm. between you know, as a however old bounty hunter he'd be. Yeah, I mean I can't ninety? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Very old. But we also know that like species age differently, yeah. right? So, yeah. I mean, he's a he's a, he's a um a, a not Charlton Heston a uh uh Clint Eastwood ninety so right yeah so just getting more racist the older he gets <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so yeah that that was my question is do we think that this because. Disney loves nothing more than to insert a spinoff and a spinoff. Yes. If that was the spinoff or who we think is going to be motorcycle gang or uh sheriff. Okay. So I don't remember his name. Cobb Vanth. Cobb Vance. Vanth. TH. Oh, Vanth. Yes. Okay. Uh, a lot of people made a Cobb Vanth Vanth refrigeration joke when, uh, when he first showed up. <laughs> I like that. Um, in my review this week, I wrote Vanth Regeneration <laughs> because he's mm. in the bank. He's in the back to the tank. Yeah. So yeah, that was clever. Um, no, but, still nobody cares about the deputy who got oh <laughs> just he's murked just oh. dead. Just totally he dead. he earned that. He yes. he earned that. He absolutely did. Um, so I, I I don't know about Cad Bane. Cad Bane is one of my problems with this. Is so now I understand that. Star Wars is constantly threading the needle between sickos like us who care about everything, right? Who who want to see Cad Bane show up and the normies out there who have never seen Cad Bane before. So I understand mm -hmm. why you can't make like the entire series the Boba Cad Bane adventures because that's not what the average mm -hmm. person maybe wants. However, I don't understand why you would want to kill Cad Bane here. This is a character that has been built up in ancillary media for a decade now, and mm -hmm. he got six minutes of screen time, mm -hmm. maybe seven minutes of screen time. Like it just, it but like a badass seven minutes. Like that's yes. the other thing too. If they, if it was throwaway, like um, you know, the Wookiee just getting chewed on, I'd be like, what a waste. But they played him up and then stabbed him through the heart with a, you know, raider stick. Right. Yeah, he he's such a distinctive character, and he was just as distinctive here in Book of Boba Fett as he was in Clone Wars. When and it was so exciting to see him live action. And again, you know, Brian, when you talk about sort of people like us, or, you know, in particular, Matt Ligori, who, you know, loves Cad Bane, <laughs> yes. um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, I, it's exciting for people like us, and, you know, for people that aren't maybe as into, you know, Star Wars, um, you know, canon Star Wars lore, why, why not just make it someone else and have Boba Fett kill someone else then? <laughs> well, they right. also, they referenced 
a time frame that was lost in legends. So in the legends canon, uh, Cad Bane trained Boba Fett for a while, and Boba Fett and him had a standoff where it was a shootout. Um, Cad Bane shot him in the helmet, and that's where he has the dent from. Um, and then Boba Fett went on his way and started working for Jabba, but they that's not in the story anymore. But they did reference a connection between the two of them. So I don't know, like, why would you bring that in? Because you're not going to get these watchers to go back and watch, you know, six seasons of Clone Wars. So I wonder, are they trying to set up a young Boba story? I don't know. Well, it would be pretty... I I am shocked. I really thought we were going to get a flashback sequence because... Did either of you watch that? There's a special. I think it's called something like Under the Helmet on Disney+. Yeah. Plus. It's it, They advertise it after every episode of Boba mm-hmm. Fett. But it's a Boba Fett like documentary. It's 20 minutes long or whatever. And they have the kid who played Kid Boba as part of it. And I thought, okay, that kid's going to show up someplace on this show. And oh. that has, now he's, he's an adult now, but he's yeah. a young adult, right? And but but so, he he'd be the age yes. of like the boba we'd want to watch. Yes. And so I wonder if we're going to see a boba series like that. Hmm. I wonder. A boba and Cad Bane series like that. So here And they're also Cad, Cad Bane was there is speculation online that Cad Bane was specifically the character design was to show an older aged Cad Bane. That's why he has the new gauntlets and the paler skin. Right. So I wonder then an earlier Cad Bane will have his familiar gauntlets, his darker skin. I don't I don't know. Right. I mean, I think that this is one of those things where potentially we are talking way more about Cad Bane than anybody at Lucasfilm did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? We're like, there's like, let's put this guy in there. And everyone's like, okay. And we're just like, but what why is his skin slightly lighter? Like, you know, I, I think people are very interested in Cad Bane. And they had to have known that's coming. And so that's why I'm surprised that they killed him, or at least, you know, maybe kind of killed him. Because there's um, so many other bounty hunters you could have gone with. Right. Or, in the, in the, like, it doesn't even matter. Like, the Pikes are already the villains of this. Yeah. Yeah. They even named the penul- penultimate episode after him from The Desert Comes a Stranger. That's right. the most bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean it's 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 pretty crazy. It, it's it's a weird it's a weird decision, mm-hmm. but it, yeah. it's a weird decision that's like this show is just a nesting doll of weird decisions. Like you open one up and there's another <laughs> weird decision waiting for you inside, and it just well never because ends. because it's also a another show waiting inside of this show. Yes, with another show waiting inside of that. Yes, mm-hmm. because we're getting we we now have the the hunt for Ezra spinoff and maybe the uh, young Jedi Academy. Well, I guess if you don't have any students, is in an Academy still? Right. Exactly. He's losing. I mean, he's you losing built it with spider robots yeah, yeah. and now you're just sitting in it alone because you yeah. kicked out your only student dick. Well, I don't know if he, kicked, if he kicked him out, it didn't seem, it didn't seem yeah, as uh... you, get, you get to pick a baby lightsaber or a mithril shirt, your choice. And he was like, I don't want to get stabbed by a troll. Let me take the shirt. And he's like, R2, get him out of here. Yeah, I am glad that we got less CGI Luke than I thought. 
Mm-hmm. Like I look, I, and I have to admit, this Luke looked better than last season's Luke. Mm-hmm. But it's still not perfect. No, no. Um, I, I mean, it's it's no Tarkin, but it's no, it's better than Tarkin. Yes, uh, <laughs> it is one. much better. Yeah, um, but I will say that I feel like this is one of those things that a sprinkle of Luke is all we need mm-hmm. because I don't want to encourage Lucasfilm to do an entire series with deep fake Luke Skywalker. No. No. You know, if yeah, they want to no. do like, like Mark Hamill is known for his voice acting. So let him mm-hmm. do let him do a uh you know an animated series like this or yeah, I hate uh, to say mm-hmm. recast Luke Skywalker cuz that seems blasphemous to me while he's alive, but you know just we don't we don't need this. Yeah. We don't. I mean, I if it was can you imagine something like a vision style adaptation a la the Luke Skywalker manga we read. Uh-huh. That'd be fantastic. I would love that. Yeah, I, mm. I would I would love to do more with, with this time period Luke too, but I don't think live action is the way to do it. Yeah. And there also appears to be from the current canon an earlier than right now version of Luke that seems cool. And then this teacher mentor Luke, who seems to be a bit too pulled together, or maybe after not having Grogu work out, he then he goes on his, you know, rumspring. I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know the timeline of that. Uh, so I, the only Luke story that I know of that is post Return of the Jedi that is can so, so there's there, there's two. There are two I know of. The first one is um, there was a comic released right around the time of The Force Awakens where Luke goes on a hunt for a piece of a tree that was in the original Jedi Temple. And that is that the one with the white, the yellow lightsaber? No, that is that is that is the story that's taking place currently between. between Jedi, between Empire and Jedi, uh, this is this is after Jedi. Okay. The reason that story is significant is because the protagonist of that story is Poe Dameron's mom. Hmm. Because Poe's parents were in the rebellion. Okay. Um. And so that's why that story was somewhat notable because P- I want to say that came out either right before the Force Awakens or right after, but people had already known the name Poe Dameron regardless. And so I think people were just, you know, they were excited that there was some sort of connective tissue between this new story and, or rather this, this like, this like, you know, old or status quo and the new film. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's a book coming out. I think it's in June that you remember in the rise of Skywalker, how Lando talks about how he and Luke went on that mission. Mm-hmm. That book's coming out this year. Okay. Um mm. so that's kind of interesting, but I don't know where that exactly takes place in mm-hmm. the uh, in the timeline either. Um Okay. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> this whole thing is very weird. Um, yeah, cuz his, his involvement in the Battle of Jakku and the book we read are more kind of like the legends of Luke Skywalker, so it's questionable what's real and what's not, right? Is that the idea? I believe so. And I I, I okay. want to say that the aftermath trilogy which deals with the battle of jakku i believe that's slightly after this 
I could be wrong about that. I really I don't know offhand, and I'm uh, I'm too lazy to look it up right now. But... Yeah, because I don't I don't I don't think we know the intersection between that sort of stuff and what's going on now. I don't think they've made that clear yet, have they? I don't know. like. Is the new order a thing? Is the em- like we know we're in the remnants of the empire, but I don't I don't even know if they would know about you know Jakku and the Last Stand. I don't know. I mean that 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 seems like that took up the entirety of the New Republic's energies at that time. Like okay, that that was the thing that was happening. But we also have only encountered a couple of x-wing pilots in the new republic like we really haven't had too much interaction with anybody who has an official like new republic duty right um that's true that's true so well, we are we are on the farthest speck from the bright center of the universe yes despite everything. <laughs> the fact that everything happens here. yes <laughs> um all right so a couple of questions i have for you guys just generally about the episodes and somewhat about the season in general. My first question. Is there anything that happened in this, in this, uh, let me rephrase this, not counting the Tusken Raider stuff, not counting him coming out of the Sarlacc pit, just in terms of like modern day Boba. Is there anything that modern day Boba did that is interesting or smart. Hmm. Those are those Modern. are two different questions. Smart? No, he's terrible. He's the worst tactician. It, it basically, his only skill is knowing some guys. <laughs> like uh-huh. if he didn't have Fennec, <laughs> and if he didn't have uh, Din. And if yeah. he didn't, like, he would, he would just be dead. Yeah, well, he's all, he's very open to suggestion. Yes, well, the smart thing he we need did to go to the was... palace. Don't. Okay, that sounds good too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you saying, Liz? A smart thing he did was save Fennec. That's that's uh, okay, but but then again, I feel like that's not necessarily modern Boba. <laughs> all right, that's fair. Yeah, he I mean, he did he spared everyone's life except for Cad Bane's. Yeah. Um, um let's see. Uh well, he was somehow able I'm I'm grasping at things here. He was somehow able to gather yeah, a, a group of people around him that were competent and seemed to be loyal uh to him. That was somehow smart. I mean, I don't. I guess I don't disagree with that part. I'll, I'll, I'll somewhat argue though. For every person he got to stick by him, somebody else betrayed him. Like he, he, he had quote a deal with all of those other crime bosses, and they all were like, "Oh yeah, we'll back you up." And then just as soon as he left the room, gave him the finger and said, "We're not doing that," you know. Um, and also the people that he surrounded himself with. I, I guess. I mean, look. So Fennec kind of owes him her life, right? So that that's why she's around. Din owes him because he helped with Grogu. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people and, who... he, and he's in a cult that um, yes. he... <laughs> that makes him. <laughs> yes, he exactly. Yes, his cult requires it of him. Um, and then you know the Freetown people are there because of 
Cobb Vanth, who was there because of Din. And so, I, you know, Kristen, uh, uh, I, I always fuck up the Wookiee's name. What's his name? Chris Santon. Chris Santon, yeah. Chris he's only there because of the money, seemingly. Mm-hmm. Right, like he's he's just he's very he's very pleased to be offered money to help out or whatever, and uh, mm-hmm. you know it doesn't seem like he's particularly invested in the cause, at least not initially. You know, I just I I, I don't I, it just seems to me like I don't <laughs> I have a very hard time understanding what we were supposed to watch from this that was supposed to make us excited about Boba Fett as as anything other than just a trigger on the nostalgia dopamine in our brains yeah i mean i i I tend to yeah i i tend to agree and also i don't really understand why boba is motivated to do anything that he does he talks about saving the people um and that those are his people but i don't understand that at all no it's never established why those are his people (laughs) Yeah, because he, yeah, he, he's, he's pretending to be a good guy, or trying to be. Maybe not pretending to be. That I'm going with the Cad Bane interpretation of it. But he's 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 trying to be the good guy. I don't know if it's to make up for what he's done. I don't know if it's just getting soft in his old age. But he's decided that he's going to be a hero now, um, and he's terrible at it, but he's going to do it anyway. But aren't people still like paying him money to like tribute? Like, isn't that not really being a good guy? But he also is like disrupting all of his income. I don't know what his overall goal is because they're not running Spice anymore. They he's okay with people not paying him tribute. He'll bring those people into his payroll. I don't think there's a long term strategy in his head um other than play with a rancor <laughs> yeah although the surrender note was very funny <laughs> i have trouble believing that he actually wrote that yeah exactly. very very quickly very very yes. quickly <laughs> yeah. yeah there there's a lot of questions i have folks about, about almost all of this but um <laughs> The the question about why he's doing this is a really good one. I I I get what you're saying, Matt, about him being you know um, playing playing the good guy. And I think that there there's there's an interesting wrinkle to that, but it it just seems to me like he's. But I, I it's yeah it just it, everything feels so inauthentic to me. Well, Every- because he's playing the good guy, the happy wave at everyone. But the only reason he is able to have that nice guy persona is because Fennec Shand, in cold blood, murdered everyone who could possibly oppose him, including the mayor. Right. And, and I mean, Boba also murdered all those bikers. Like, I have a hard time still... I don't know. Because I, I, I think Cad Bane is right that that killer is still there right under the surface. And I don't know what we're supposed to take away from the fact that Boba proved him wrong by flying into a rage and stabbing him with a big stick after he was soundly defeated in honorable combat. 
I mean, I, I, I think honorable combat is somewhat of a, uh, <laughs> a, a loose term that can mean whatever you want it to mean. Listen, Cad Bane made it a quick draw for no reason multiple <laughs> times. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is very true. Um, I would, you know, I, I don't really have a problem with him. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, with him sort of uh, reacting the way he did to Cad Bane. I feel like all of us. Sometimes it happens when like you go back to your parents' house for dinner, and you start to realize you feel like you're 16 again, and you don't like that feeling because mm-hmm. you're a grown ass <laughs> person now. But your parents or your sibling <laughs> or your next door neighbor brings out in you like the stuff yeah. that you've tried to get past as an adult. So I understand Just Boba is beat basically them to death. Yeah, well, I mean that's. But to be fair, I mean, it's not like Cad Bane was sitting there drinking a coffee and was like, Boba. no, no, no. I, I... And, and, then, and then he got murked, like, you know. Uh, Cad mm-hmm. Bane's a, a pretty dastardly guy. Oh, he's pure evil, which is something so rare and precious in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, we have, we have a lot of qualified bad guys. Yeah. They're bad guys because I, of yeah. some reason. So here, as the biggest... Cad Bane fan in the podcast, I will say I would be fine with this being his death because he never became good. He okay. stayed evil and he stayed a badass till the last moment. Mm, that's interesting. There was no no redemption, no anything. Just like I'm evil, you should have been evil too, you dumb bastard. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree with that. I don't think it was. That's the thing. I don't think it was a terrible ending for Cad Bane if mm-hmm. we are thinking about Cad Bane as a character that showed up on the Clone Wars and has continued on, et cetera, et cetera. Like, all of that, I, I think, is actually a, a quite fine ending for the character. What I don't understand, though, is how you can look at Cad Bane as a piece of the John Favreau verse or whatever, you know, like a part of this 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 new television thing, and not see that as a waste. That that's yes. where that's where I am falling apart with this. I feel like you I can't look at all of that as anything other than a waste if if we're compartmentalizing it, which I don't have to in my head because I've seen the Clone Wars, but I mm-hmm. also know how people are with this stuff. Yeah. yeah, he he got way less screen time than Amy Sedaris and the bartender from Freetown. Yes. That said, speaking of Freetown, I found the Cobb Vanth scenes far more engaging than I found the Boba Fett scenes. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. just like Timothy Oliphant being just a really good actor or what, but I, I, I find that character relatively convincing and enjoyable. Yeah, I, I found them, I, I think I found them more engaging here than I did in The Mandalorian, maybe, and I'm not sure if I'm just misremembering. Um, but yeah, I, I found, I, they, there weren't many scenes, but I found them uh, very engaging here in Boba Fett for some reason. Maybe because um, it was just such a different persona than Boba Fett himself. Like, I, see, that, yeah, I, well, I you know what right. I think part of the problem is in the Mandalorian, it was hard. 
necessarily to distinguish him from the Mandalorian. Hmm. I'll also say we didn't really know what his deal was in the Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what I think is really telling about this, and I just thought of this now, and I wish I thought of this when I had written up last week's episode, <laughs> is that Cobb Vanth is the legitimate version of what Boba Fett is trying to be. The Freetown people are his people. Oh. He, he has stepped up and saved their lives, and they are indebted to him because of all he has done for them. Boba is trying to be Cobb Vanth. And I actually think that those characters will be really interesting to pit to, to put together in something because mm -hmm. I think that Cobb Vanth would recognize almost instantly that Boba is trying to be something he's not. Mm. Yeah, what 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 is the hierarchy between uh Sheriff and Daimo? Well he is Which I've never heard before this series. Uh-huh. And they use it. 8,000 times an episode. I have heard it before only in uh, a description of like a samurai movie. Yeah, but never in relation to Jabba the Hutt. Oh, no, of course not. No, that that is... <laughs> <laughs> no, you're being silly, Matt, if you think that they would have some sort of term here. I mean, I, people probably just call it Jabba the Hutt, Jabba the Hutt, to be fair. Like, you know... Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I think that, that Cobb Vanth, in a way, is is a more interesting character than Boba because he has he has he has done what Boba has set out to do but he actually has a reason to do it. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, and I, you know, they keep bringing up I, I feel like it's been mentioned multiple times that Cobb Vanth has lost his armor which is essentially, you know, Boba Fett's armor and how mm -hmm. that's a loss for him. But it seems like in some ways Cobb Vanth has more than Boba Fett does. Oh, absolutely. Um, even mm -hmm. if he doesn't have that armor. Right. And now he's going to be a cyborg, so. Yeah. Yeah. Am I the only person who thought that final scene was shot really poorly? You could barely tell that was him. Yeah, I, I had to go back and pause it. Same. Well, I thought it was like, oh, is it going to be Cad Bane? That's what I no. thought, too. Well, because it's not the Wookiee who is supposed to be in there. Right. He's just uh, eating a mango. Um, <laughs> uh, Matt, he's eating a space mango. Please. A space right. mango. <laughs> or a, um, oh, I think we know the name of that from Rebels, but I don't remember. Uh, oh, you're right. There's a whole yes. subplot of that. <laughs> there is, yes. <laughs> um, but uh, another side question. Uh -huh. How far away is everything like, I don't Tatooine? like what is the distance between Freetown, Moss Espa, and Moss Eisley? Because it seems to be speeder distance for um, Fennec Shand, walking distance for Cad Bane, and a long r ride for that pickup truck <laughs> that everybody else rode in. So I don't. Or Cad Bane just like parks around the corner and walks I, in, which I, I think I is also. I was going to say, he totally just makes a dramatic entrance. He has like a Subaru around the yeah. corner, but wants to look yeah. like a badass, so he parks the car yeah. and then uh, yeah. slithers up. Sucks. We cool. forgot that he flies? Come on, people. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big piece of him. Whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's, a very, it's a very strange 
I, I, I think any map of Tatooine would just confuse the hell out of me, even though it should be relatively simple because we only know three places there, and we know one of them <laughs> yeah. is like a backwater that doesn't like uh, Newtown doesn't isn't anything right. It's just like this little nope. tiny strip of land, so that shouldn't be a big uh-huh. deal to figure out. But you know, yeah, yeah, Freetown, Jabba's Palace, Tashi Station, mm-hmm. Sand Butthole that's now dead. Yep. I don't know if there are more Sarlacc somewhere, but whatever. Um, I, I guess we can we can point to like the the moisture farms that the Skywalkers ran, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I guess really the the Lars family ran it. Ran yeah, it. Luke rip in just, peace, rip in peace. Yeah, although both actors from the prequels are reprising their roles on Obi Wan, that will be very boring. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there aren't listeners. I apologize. I just, what do you do with that? Well, I mean, I, I don't know. So, I mean, there, there is some animosity between Lars and Obi-Wan. So maybe Obi-Wan, um, you know, fools around with the wife. I don't know. (laughs) Wow. What, what what a prediction. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's eight humans on that world. So, yeah. Hello there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like Matt might have absorbed this through osmosis because of his wife, but the woman who played Baru in the prequels and who is in Obi Wan was a uh, one of the people who escaped the Nexium cult. Oh. So, really? Yes. Um, Yes, if 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 you watched, uh, I believe it was the HBO series with the Nexium Cult. She is a major character on that documentary mm-hmm. series. Um, just just a note, um, but yeah. So I I I have so many thoughts about this show, and none of them really connect together. But I guess my big question here is that. Look, there are lots of shows, including shows that I think all of us appreciate and like, that got considerably better after their first season. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not seen Parks and Rec. Don't yell at me. I'm sorry. But I I know that almost everybody says you have to like almost suffer through the first season of Parks and Rec to allow it to become the thing that everybody loves. That yeah. is true. It, it finds its pace, yeah. And so I think it's unfair to presume that the Book of Boba Fett could not have a similar uh, arc where a second season could really clarify sort of what the show is. And I'm open to that. But the sticking point for me remains like pretty simple to explain, which is just that they have not given me any reason to care about Boba Fett. I I feel that I am less interested in a second season having watched the first season. <laughs> like I now specific now that we've watched the entirety of the seven episode eight, seven seven yes. episode yeah. see, like arc, I am so much less interested in what's going to happen moving forward. Like yeah. I don't want to see the day to day operations of good guy Dymo like. Unless unless they bring in Crimson Dawn, which I don't know what happens because I haven't read the final final 
arc of the Bounty Hunter oh, don't worry. miniseries. It, it just led into another miniseries. Oh, my God. Bounty Hunters Part 2? Essentially, yes. Cool. More Bounty um, more Hunters. I mean, it's a comic book. It can, who can? <laughs> but, yeah, it, uh, like, I, I don't, I don't see the next leg being interesting, but, hey, they can prove me wrong. Maybe. I don't know. My question is: Will there be a second season? So I, 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 I don't know. What do you think, Liz? I, I don't know. It just felt so much like this was an extension of, you know, The Mandalorian. Even the way it was set up um, as a show, just you know, from the start, um, almost when it was first announced, and then even just you know with these. I guess two or three episodes in the middle of the season. Um, I don't know. And I don't really even know where the show would go from here. And like, you know, Matt said, I, I it's left me with nothing to be excited for in terms of Boba Fett, really. Um, I, I feel like, you know, we talked about being interested in what happened with the Tuscan Raiders in the beginning. And then we didn't really even get any sort of I feel like they were sort of left out to dry here at the end nothing happened with them at the end they were sort of just used to characterize Boba Fett um, and sort of give him something and that was it they were you know left out to dry so I don't know I, I I'm not sure what there is to work with um, I don't know I, I feel very much the way that we felt after watching the last movie is when all the decisions feel arbitrary, it doesn't feel like there is a path forward because nothing seems to matter. And I feel very much the same way with this right now. That's a good comparison. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's very wise. Very yeah. wise like said. we could go anywhere or nowhere or who cares? I suppose we have to establish what the show wants to be versus what the show actually is. And we have to, we have to start coming up with our own ideas of what the Boba Fett like world could be. Cause here's the thing. There, there are certain things that just to like when we saw Ahsoka in the Mandalorian. Even people who had never watched the Clone Wars were texting me like, who is this Ahsoka and when can I see more of her? Mm -hmm. People were so invested in that character from Jump because it was a really fun character to to start with, right? It was it was a really well-done well introduction. I feel like at the end of the last season of The Mandalorian, there were all these questions. Is... Um, is will we ever see Grogu again? Well, we saw him before the fucking season even started. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, they 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 really shit the bed on a lot of that tension. Yeah, all the tension's gone. You know, uh, we were wondering if Bo-Katan was going to challenge for the dark saber. Clearly, she didn't. Um, but there were all these questions that we had, and I feel like the questions were all. Coming from a like every everyone I know who liked, and I actually know a couple of Star Wars fans who don't like the Mandalorian. I think they're crazy, but you know, whatever, to each their own. 
But anyone I know who liked The Mandalorian was saying, like, oh, my goodness, there are so many options for where they go from here. And they were so excited to see what those options were going to be. And there were fan theories about this, you know, and, and we we trafficked in those theories as well. You know, we we very mm-hmm. much were a part of that. And I like you said, Matt, I, I can't see anybody really taking what they saw here and coming up with new fan theories. Like my my lingering questions about this are really pretty banal. They're like, well, that couldn't have been all of the Pike Syndicate. So aren't they just gonna come back with three of those big droids and kill everybody? Since two of them <laughs> two of them almost wiped out everybody. Just bring three and they're fine. Like yeah. you know, uh my questions are like, well, um I, my my most galaxy brain question or theory rather is that and I, I don't really believe this because Timothy Oliphant just signed on to do another season of Justified, and so I don't think he's going to sign on to just to do Justified and another Star Wars show. But I was thinking mm-hmm. they were supposed to do that show Rangers of the New Republic with Cara Dune at the center of it, and then she had to go off and be a shithead and got fired. And so I wonder if they're not going to try and build a, a show around Cobb Vanth. Maybe. maybe. Here, hmm. Here's the other interesting point that I just occurred to me. Ray now lives in walking slash speeder distance, depending on how fast you walk, to where this good guy Dymo Empire should be. But we're talking like twenty years prior. Boba's yeah, probably but dead it, by now. Well, I mean, yeah, he he's yeah he's not a spring chicken. Um, I maybe he I don't know if he can have kids actually. Um, <laughs> that's a weird question. But they 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 cloned all of him, but not all of him. <laughs> <laughs> but I I would assume he would set up some sort of good guy franchise. Um. <laughs> So I wonder it will we see that? Hopefully, I, mean, I don't I don't know. Is that is maybe no. They're not that well thought out. I was like is that why we did this? No. To no. set up a storyline moving forward? No, right? No. No. I mean I... Will one... Ray be the new Dymo? No. No. I don't think <laughs> I would be shocked. Like, legitimately more shocking than having Mark Hamill show up in deep fake at the end of The Mandalorian Season (laughs) 2. I would be so... I would be shitting my pants, I'd be so shocked, if we see Rey ever outside of... Let me raise it. If we see Daisy Ridley ever in Star Wars again within the next, like, 15 years. I think if it happens, it happens very far in the future. Okay. Um, the the stories of Ray Skywalker. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I I just I I I don't see that happening. Um, I don't know. There there's there's <laughs> there is so it, on one hand there is so much to discuss because there are so many batshit things that happen. Like, I mean, to me, this is like I, I wrote my review Deus Ex Rancor. Like, if they didn't have that <laughs> rancor, they'd all be dead. And and also, yeah. 
that Rancor was taking on a lot of lasers and fire in its mouth and was like, you know, no, no problem. But you drop a gate on its head and it dies instantly. Yeah, I was I was like, how like is the weakness gates? (laughs) Does does it it, it have a soft spot like a baby? The only reason that any of that seemed not crazy is because we've seen the Bad Batch episode where Rancor is let loose in the wild. Yes. Um. So I was like, oh, yeah, he can jump all over the place because I've seen it in the cartoon. But imagine seeing like puppet in a dungeon die in three seconds and then this. Like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, he's not fat and lazy off a diet of, you know, strippers, but (laughs) still, that's a vast difference between the rancor we see in Jedi and this guy. Well, it is, it is Olympic season. Maybe that's Olympic level rancor. That is true. (laughs) Um, Yeah. There's just there's a lot of things that make me think there's not going to be a second season of this show, but I think that all of these characters may show up in other shows, and they're going to mm-hmm. remix it a little bit. For instance, mm-hmm. one of the people who was listed at at you know above the credits for cast when this was announced, it was you know obviously Tamara Morrison as Boba Fett, it was Ming Na Wen as Fennec Shand. Um, it was Jennifer Beals as that Twi'lek who ran the bar, who gets huh. blown up unceremoniously <laughs> for no I reason. Didn't, I didn't think they would kill Jennifer Beals, to be honest with you. No. Uh, but yeah, it, that was... <laughs> and so that scene made me really angry as a reviewer. Here's why. Like, everything that happens in a TV show ostensibly happens for a reason. It happens to establish something. It happens to clarify something. We know the Pikes are bad dudes. No one is operating under the assumption that the Pikes are just misunderstood, right? And so (laughs) to show them just kill that that bar full of people for no reason, it doesn't make us say, oh, they're so different than we thought. Like, oh, yeah, that kind of tracks with what the Pikes would do. So (laughs) so you introduce this character – you you make them relative. I mean, like that character was barely in the show, right? I'm I'm not mm-hmm. saying there was a ton of depth there, but you get the sense that she was kind of um, somebody who was morally ambiguous, who would do what needed to be done just to get you know just to get through, you know, to to let her business survive. Almost like a non-force using. Um, oh God, why is uh, Maz Kanata right? Like like this, okay. uh, whatever. But instead, you kill her, and you kill fucking Max Rebo, who was playing with his trio. <gasps> no! Actually, to be fair, I don't yeah. know if they showed Max Rebo. I know they showed the other guy, um, the like the clarinet playing guy. By the mm-hmm. way, I have to share something with you guys. I learned this recently, and I, I don't know how it took me this long to know it, but I'm, I kind of wish I never got to know it. Do you know what George Lucas named that kind of music in Star Wars? No. It's jizz. He named it jizz, guys. <laughs> wow. Yes, they play jizz no. music. Yes, they do. How? 
So if it's, if it's real good, do you call it hot jizz? I guess you yep. do, yes. Uh, yep, hot jizz. I do not know why George Lucas decided to do that, but apparently that's a thing, and it's called well, jizz music. Oh, man. He also yeah. made Carrie Fisher not wear a bra because yep. there's no bras in space. Because she'd be strangled to death by her bra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the way physics that, works. That is some down bad, desperate dude talk right there. <laughs> right? <laughs> if, if, if the only way oh. you can get a woman to take her bra off is you have to tell her it's going to choke her in space, you, uh, you need to work on your game there, Georgie. Uh, boy. Yeah, jizz music. That's all. Jizz um, music. Yeah. But uh, my... speaking of music. I, it took me to last night me too. to realize that the theme song is them just saying Boba Fett over and over again. <laughs> yes. It, it's, it took me a long time to figure that out. Wow. It's it, it's a good theme, though. It is. Yeah. The music works. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, we could sit here for another 25, 30 hours and just question all of this um, and mm-hmm. why it happened. But I, I guess my my last question, and I, I want to put the floor, open the floor for anything you guys want to talk about after this. The last thing that I want to ask is, and I'm trying to think of how to say this without without leading the without leading the, the witness, right? Um, <laughs> is there? Do you think that anything that we saw in this season? Will one day, a year, five years, ten years from now, be the cornerstone of something really cool? Let me preface this, okay? So it took almost 40 years for the weapon that was shown being used by Boba Fett in the Star Wars Holiday Special to show up in The Mandalorian, and people were like, oh shit, that's a really cool weapon. And so it took a long time, but it got there. Is anything in this show, in your humble opinion, going to be something that we eventually look back on as the seed for something cool and important? Mm-hmm. I know it's hard to, to extrapolate that, but I, I'm really curious well, if yeah. you think that this has legs in some way. And what what's hard is the cool things were callbacks and the new stuff was the stuff that was the worst. Like, I don't want to see the bright colored speeders continue forward. I don't want to like, I don't know. I guess we're adding in the mod cyborg thing, um, which we've discussed before has always been a subplot. Um, of, you know, Luke and Vader and Vader losing himself, being more machine than man, people choosing cybernetics. So I don't know if that, if anything, I'd say that's what we're going to see moving forward is more of that cyberpunk-esque Star Wars. I guess I'm sort of thinking of it in less Boba Fett terms and more uh, Grogu and Mando terms. Mm-hmm. I, the only thing I keep thinking of is Grogu and his little baby Beskar chainmail shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I am still yep. like blown away that they decided to use 
two and a half episodes of the man of the book, the book of Boba Fett to get us to a point where they could do something different in season three of the Mandalorian. Yeah, I, I know. I, I agree. They went through so much so they can start at a different place. In season yeah, I mean, three. It, it, it could have been one episode of the Mandalorian. Start getting ended up at the same place. I don't know why they didn't do like, this is a very British TV thing. But I don't know why they just didn't do a Mandalorian Christmas special. Like not not after yeah. having it about Christmas, but like, you know, Doctor Who every year does a Christmas special mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it's like a mm-hmm. one-time episode that happens around Christmas that yeah. is oftentimes a transitional episode Yeah, that will help bridge the gap between two different periods. And I think people would have flipped out if at the Disney Investor Day they said, we're going to be getting a, a, a two-hour Mandalorian movie. Yeah. And, in between seasons, people would have yeah, flipped again. For we've that. said this before. You can you can do whatever you want. Yeah, you can make it make it as long, make it as short. You can release it in ninety five three minute increments. <laughs> right, no one yeah. can stop you. Right. Do, do you think Boba's going to show up in the next season of The Mandalorian? I don't know. See, I think I, 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 I'm trying to to parse this. Outside of my like my comfort zone when talking about media is talking about comic books and comics are just such a different world. But like there, there's a thing that the comics will often do is like right now there's a comic called Batman Urban Legends. And what it is is every month you get like four short stories about people that aren't Batman that are like part of the Batman world. And I think in some ways it would be really cool if there was a, in addition to The Mandalorian, not having a Boba Fett show, but having a show that is um, like all of the other characters that we've met. So you, you have an episode here and there of Boba, of Cobb Vanth, of um, Carl Weathers' character, of... Like you just kind of tell these like short little anthology stories, mm-hmm. and I think then if you, if if you tune into that and there's ten episodes a year, and one of them's a boba episode, that could be a lot of fun. Yeah, but I don't need eight more boba episodes. Yeah, or seven more. No. And I also don't want the Mandalorian to have to become. I don't want the Mandalorian to have to become the place where. Like he shouldn't have to come to Tatooine every season so we can see Bob, so we can see Boba Fett, right? Like mm-hmm. that's that's my fears. I don't want the Mandalorian to change what that show is to fit Boba Fett into it. I think it made sense why he was in it the amount he was initially, but I think mm-hmm. anything more than that, you, you're you're then having to write the show around that. Yeah, but now I we're assuming that the next season is like Mandalore focused, right? Cause he, he physically can't be a bounty hunter anymore. We've discussed the fact that he has no place to put the bounties. Right. And now that Grogu's back, he can't even bring back the head of somebody the way he yeah. could have before. <laughs> yeah. So. I'm, maybe like if it's small enough, Grogu can sit on it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> as long as he can still zoom around real fast. Every once oh in my time. gosh. You, uh, you know what? There's a lot of physics issues in, um star wars but if you could feel the force of going to hyperspace like that you would just die you would explode yes your brain would turn to jelly 
Like, <laughs> <sighs> whatever. I, I think I interrupted your train of thought, Brian, with, um, we were talking about, um, something. No, the small serial um, episodes. Yeah. Just the idea of having like an anthology yeah. style show, I think could be interesting. And I think, I, I just, I just, again, I, I don't want the Mandalorian to have to change to be to feature all these other characters. Like that's that's my thing is that I think what I think it's great the Mandalorian has introduced us to this really rich cast of people, and I think that almost everybody that that show has introduced has been fun to spend a little time with. And like it was mm-hmm. cool last season that we saw Bill Burr's character again. I never thought we'd see that guy again, but that yeah. guy showed up and it was good. But it made sense for the plot of why that guy was there. Right, like I don't. We just we just can't be doing that for every every episode. Can't be a callback now. Mm-hmm. To some to someone. Yeah, else. we're we're getting a lot of you know. I know a guy. Yes, that seems to be a lot of the a lot of the plot is knowing somebody. I mean, I wonder if Cara Dune wasn't canceled, if she would have been a part of that finale. Oh, maybe. Mm. Yeah, yeah, how'd your bingo card do, Brian? Uh, so I did not do great, but I gave one to a uh, friend of the podcast, Zach Wilkerson, and Zach got four of five in a row. Oh, wow. So That's I'm just impressive. mad I forgot Cobb Vanth. I'm really mad oh. that that would have been a good person to yeah. include there. I wasn't even thinking about him. I mean, you, what did he – what did the other guy – Cobb Vanth, bartender. Um, no, Zach had – Female character we've never seen before. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Zach become got, crucially important. Zach got Ahsoka, Luke, Grogu, and uh, Cad Bane. Okay. Wow. In Oof. a row, he was he was very close to getting Bingo. But... I will say, I did love the Ahsoka line to Luke about how he's just like his father. Yes, I that I, was fantastic. It was great to see. Ahsoka and Luke interact. I had never thought about those characters interacting. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, they just they operate on such different like planes of existence, you know. Mm-hmm. And seeing them interact was really interesting. And yeah. I also found it interesting how when Mando is talking to Ahsoka, she says that Luke is building a great school here. It's going to be a great school, and she was very like in favor of him doing this. And she's not the biggest fan of the Jedi Order, so you mm-hmm. got—I got the impression that she felt that Luke was going to be writing some of the wrongs of the Jedi Order; that he wasn't going to be as dogmatic as they are. But then his choice to Grogu is exactly that same dogmatic choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> yep. Look, I—I I think it's—I I think one of the best things that Star Wars can do is to lean into the stuff that we've always known to be true. And one of those things is that Luke is not the smartest guy around, right? Like, <laughs> like Luke is a Luke is a very his heart is in the right place. He's a good Jedi, but he's not the most you know, he he's not he's not the, the slickest operator that's around. Boba Fett mm-hmm. is not very good at his job either as we've established time and time again. And no. this show, in a low key way, this show kind of reinforced how bad at his job he is. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, I am all for that stuff. It's just, it's very strange. I I am yeah. really, really torn on this this show. What a, could you imagine 
how different it would have been if it was a Fennec Shand and Cad Bane series. Mm. Yeah. That would have been that would have been cool. I mean I also think Fennec Shand is not is not without uh criticism here from a storytelling perspective is that we we know almost nothing about her still. We've spent a ton of time with her and we know almost nothing about her. Mm-hmm. She is a mystery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, her story is she's part robot now. Yeah. And is really into this idea of Boba Fett being a good guy, but has no problem slitting the throat of anybody who crosses him or could cross him. <laughs> yep. I don't. Yeah. That's why they could have done a very God, because it was almost Godfather esque at the end. If, um, oh my gosh, what is his name? Don Corleone didn't know everyone was being killed during the baptism. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Yes. Because it's it's more like the Godfather if Fredo was in charge. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, that analogy is what I will stick with for the book of Boba Fett. The Godfather, but with Fredo in charge. <laughs> that that that's really that's pretty good, man. That's, <laughs> that's, that's pretty, I, I I was gonna try and add to that, but I don't think I can. I I think you you've pretty much uh you've pretty you've much nailed it, it there. Yeah. Um That's all we can say. Yeah. I mean, I am excited that Obi-Wan is just a few months away. Yes. And I am excited that Ewan McGregor is going to be able to be Obi-Wan for just about as much time as he ever has been Obi-Wan for. Like, this mm-hmm. is a six-episode, six-hour series. Yeah. If you took That's all the time in the prequels, he's probably getting double. He's probably getting more than he had in the prequels. Mm-hmm. I did not think of it that way. Yeah. And remember rewatching the prequels in one of those movies, he kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I um, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how Hayden Christensen plays into this as Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Because they're not going to have him do his voice, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. I, I think this has to be the way that Luke and Vader communicate in Empire, mm-hmm. I think it has to be that kind of a conversation. Okay. That like they're, they're I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you're going to do it. I also don't know who Kumail Nanjiani is playing in it, but, um, you know, I guess we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had seen somewhere that someone said that Kumail Nanjiani and Dave Bautista got into a car accident and became the same person. They got, they, they merged <laughs> together. Which is about as good of an explanation as I've heard, <laughs> because his his uh, Eternals physique is kind of crazy. Ah, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's great. Oh man, that I enjoy. Yeah, and then uh, after Obi Wan, I guess we're gonna get Andor this year. Mm-hmm. And that's a twelve part series. Ooh, double. That's a lot. That's a lot from a character. 
that we met once. Maybe there will be four Mandalorian episodes in there. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very good point. Um, Yeah, I I also am just not the biggest fan of like backstory things mm -hmm. because the bar is set only so high. Right. But I I would love to see, and I'm 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 not a writer, um, vaguely a reader, uh, but I would love to see like a very happy go lucky, like into the rebellion, really bright eyed and positive Cassian in the beginning, and we watch until he becomes what he is in Rogue One. That's what I assume it is, right? See, I, I wonder if it's just called Andor because we know his name, but it's actually like a young rebellion show. Mm. Because I know um, the woman who played Mon Mothma in Rogue One and Episode 3, she is going to be back in it. Okay. And I know that Forrest Whitaker is in it as Saw Gerrera. Oh. So, you know, I feel like there's a chance that this is more about the sort of early days of the rebellion than anything else. And I, I'm much more interested in that than I am of a Cassian Andor show. What's the mm. over-under of Hera being in it? Oh, man. First of all, Liz, you got to watch uh, Rebels before this comes out then. Okay. But that's that's, uh, that's, that's a very interesting question. Although, this will be taking place during the Rebels era. Because this is five years before Rogue One. Yeah, but this is she. She's General Sindula at this point. So it's Rebels. I think has wrapped up at this point. No, it, this is five years before Rogue One. Oh, oh, so yeah, no, no, this would be Rebels era. You're right. You're right. I mean, you're right. So you, you, it wouldn't you, have her. You could see the ghost in this show, though. Mm-hmm. Yep. You could you could see Ahsoka in this show for sure. Mm-hmm. You could see Bo-Katan. Yeah. There's there's lots of. There are lots of characters you can see show up here. Yeah. It that oddly enough could that of all the series we've seen could involve the fall of Mandalore. So who knows? That's true. That would be the right time frame for that. Apparently they are also thinking this is going to be a multiple season show. Huh. Which is kind of interesting to me. I would not have expected that at all. Mm-hmm. I would this be a one and done show, mm-hmm. but you know, what do I know? <laughs> I mean, listen, I was one of the people who was like, "Better Call Saul." Why would you make a spinoff based on that character? <laughs> but listen, gotta gotta have an open mind. It's funny. I actually um, mentioned Better Call Saul in my last review of the show. Oh, nice. I said that Boba Fett is trying to be Mike Ehrmantraut from Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. Where, like, he's trying to be this stoic, um, like, deliberate character, but Mike is really good at everything. Mm-hmm. And Boba Fett's really bad at everything. Yeah, but Bo- Bo- <laughs> Boba Fett's... Uh... Mentality is only half measures. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes, one hundred percent. Very nice reference there. Mm-hmm. You you are you are on fire with the references tonight. Thank you, thank you. Uh, but anyway, folks, that does it for this episode. I think we've exhausted this topic uh, for now. <laughs> um, 
But thank you for listening. We appreciate it as always. We'll be back in two weeks to talk about something or other. We'll figure that out. And until then, remember, the Force will be with you always. Thank you.